Deion Sanders got off to a great start at Colorado, but people are starting to question if he's making moves out of desperation. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Bus. I am your host, Kevin Bora. Today's episode of Locked on Bus is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day for free, wherever you get your podcasts. They're free and available, wherever, wherever. Uh, today's episode, we're talking about Coach Prime being desperate. We're talking about the lasting effects of his decision to demote Sean Lewis. And I think a lot of people, I'm still getting a lot of people arguing with me about whether or not it's a demotion. I promise you it is a demotion. Uh, let me give you a reason. For one, Sean Lewis left a head coaching job, which he really didn't have to leave, to be the offensive coordinator at Colorado. He did that because Colorado was supposed to give him a bigger opportunity, a bigger platform to showcase his ability and that his offense could work at the Power 5 level. I would say he showed that quite well. Uh, Colorado's averaging... Uh, well, I don't know what their averages are now, but under him, they were averaging 400 yards of offense a game. They were a, a high-scoring team for the most part. Shadar Sanders ranks at or near the top of every statistical category. And while people want to say, oh, that's Shadar Sanders, not Sean Lewis, he's executing Sean Lewis's system. Like it, it, That's how it works out. Joe Brady looked phenomenal uh, because of Joe Burrow's performance at LSU. People weren't like, oh, it's not. It's just Joe Burrow. It's not Joe Brady. Like Joe Brady set up um, Joe Burrow to put him in position, just like uh, Sean Lewis's offense is setting up Shadur to put him in position to make his offense look good. That's how it works. Everybody benefits somebody one way or another. The other reason it is a um, it is a demotion. Think about it like this: If you were the manager at your business, whatever your business is, and you had say in what everybody's job was. So if I'm the manager of a car, like a, a car dealership. And I'm like, you know what, Jack, I want you only selling cars today, only selling trucks. And Jill, I want you only selling cars. And Bobby, I want you to clean the floor. And I pick what they do, when they do it, and how they do it. And then all of a sudden, my boss comes in and is like, Kevin, we think that we should let Timmy uh, take over. Uh, he's going to take over your job. He's going to tell them what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And we just want you to relay the message that he's giving them. So you don't pick anything, but you're going to tell them what they're doing via Timmy. That's demotion. That is quite literally the definition of a demotion. Um, obviously, Sean Lewis still kept his head, his offensive coordinator title. So on paper, it's not demotion. But in terms of what his he was brought to do, it is very much a demotion. And it is very much something that um, will probably cause him to leave um, if he wasn't planning to leave already. I've said this multiple times. Sean Lewis took this job to get more exposure. He took this job to take another job. That is, That was by definition the point of him coming to Colorado. I think Coach Prime knew that. I think Sean Lewis knew that. I think everybody and their moms knew that Sean Lewis wanted to take the Colorado job so that way he could parlay that into a better head coaching job. Like There is no question there, and there are head coaching jobs opening open right now, Michigan State, Northwestern. Uh, who else? I, th I feel like I'm missing one. Either way, 
there's going to be head coaching jobs available and he's going to be in the mix and he's going to be in the mix for offensive coordinator jobs, whether it be like Iowa, Texas A&M or wherever. Someone needs offensive coordinator. Someone needs a new head coach and Sean Lewis uh, will get that opportunity. But I was reading an article by The Athletic and they said, and there was an interesting portion that stood out to me. And they said that Coach Prime's decision, because if you guys don't remember, Coach Prime said his house has tinted windows and everybody's trying to look in and make assumptions. And they said from the outside looking in, it seems as though Sanders has made a rash, rash decision. The decision didn't lead to some offensive renaissance and it mostly, most assuredly feels like Lewis will be a one and done in Boulder, which I mean, that's what I've been saying. And then it says, this is the type of move a desperate coach would make. But what was the reason of Colorado's desperation? There's still three games remaining in the regular season. And Colorado has already easily surpassed last year's win total. By all accounts, Colorado was a resounding success. And then Sanders seems to be concerned about how people view his decision to demote Sean Lewis. He doesn't want anyone to look down on Lewis's ability or demean anything Lewis has accomplished. And then he says that he talked about the quote that Coach Prime said, we had to make the decision. Um and so they said had to make will maybe we'll have to blindly trust Sanders on this one. He'll tell you repeatedly to trust the process. Like I said yesterday, he has recruiting. He has the fame. He has uh, the proof that his system can work. They just need more talent. And then they said the process has resulted in more improvement in a short amount of time than most people expected. But the move is concerning. Sanders, more than anyone, has to understand that Colorado is dealing with personnel issues on the offensive line. So I think. The move was one that I think could have been avoided. I think it's one that could hurt Colorado in recruiting, uh, which I'll talk about next segment. I think it's one that Colorado made because I don't know if Coach Prime felt like there was – I just don't know what the fix was supposed to be. Like there was no dramatic change. Shadur Sanders still got sacked. He still got hit. Uh, The defense line still can't generate consistent pressure. The offensive line still can't block anybody. And so I just want to know what the change was going to be and now people are questioning him. And in the article, it says that this is a, a move that we're going to look back on and it's going to overshadow what was a great first year. And I think that part of that is kind of true. I think we'll never forget just how exciting the first month or so was of Colorado football. I think we'll never forget how quickly he turned things around. And I think we'll never forget how successful, for the most part, his transfer portal method was. But we're going to look back at this demotion of Sean Lewis and be like, what the hell was that about? Like, what what was that for? Uh, I think he kind of fast-tracked something that we already knew was going to happen. We knew Sean Lewis was going to leave, and we knew that it was going to get difficult for everybody involved, But or we knew it was going to be difficult to replace him, but Joe Brady's out there. Uh, he's a quarterback coach for the Buffalo Bills, like I mentioned earlier. Maybe he comes back to the college level. Maybe you get Jake Spavadol from Cal. Maybe you bring in, I don't know, who else is – a coach that may need a job. Oh, I don't know. One of the offensive coordinators or analysts over at Alabama, because there's always uh, coordinators there. Scott Frost, another head coach who um, is a great offensive mind. There's just so many options that are going to be available. And I don't know why Coach Prime felt the need to kind of do this now, because realistically, their offense looked worse uh, under Pat Shermer. The offense looked less effective. And realistically, they didn't get anything going until Oregon State kind of pulled off the dogs. And we're like, I want to say they gave them those touchdowns, but they weren't playing as tightly as they were prior. And so it's kind of interesting to see what the decision or like why that decision was made. I I wonder if in his documentary uh, that releases, I think in December, 
um, the Amazon one, if we'll see any rift between him and Sean Lewis as to what things were doing or how things were being called. Uh, because I think this was a move that could have waited. There's four games left when he made the decision. There's three games left now. Just ride it out. If you make a bowl game, great. If you don't, I mean, you exceeded expectations already. And so I think I see why people are saying it's a move of desperation. I think in essence, it kind of was. But at the end of the day, I trust what Coach Prime is doing. I just don't know if this was the right time for that decision uh, because he was honestly going to be able to replace Sean Lewis after the year anyway, um, assuming that Sean Lewis was going to get a coaching job elsewhere. But either way, uh, that is neither here nor there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, how it unfolds. But what we do know is that we always got something constant, something great, and that's our sponsor over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets after, after winning a $5 Moneyline bet. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of bidding options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of our good friends over at the NFL. Welcome back. We are talking about recruiting for Colorado, and this kind of ties into the first the first discussion or what we talked about at first uh, to start the show, which was the demotion of Sean Lewis. I think it's something that many people are looking at as not a big deal, but it's a really big deal. As we all know, Colorado is terrible on the offensive line. It prevents them from running the ball effectively. Uh, people want to argue that they can run the ball, uh, but their top ranked running their top running back, Dylan Edwards. I believe was averaging 3.8 yards per carry, which was 20 something in the Pac-12 alone. Uh, so it is not an effective run game. The offensive line limits everything they could do. The offensive line is probably the biggest problem that Coach Prime had with Sean Lewis's offense and uh, his offensive line coach that he brought over. So there was a interview with Jordan Seaton, the five-star offensive lineman, who's the top-ranked offensive line player in the country, and they were asking him about uh, the Sean Lewis debacle, the coaching prime um demotion and like what he thinks of the offense and he says right now this is a quote from uh jordan seaton right now the talk about the oc and the offensive line job has kind of been a conversation a lot of coaches don't like to touch on because i don't think every single coach knows the full details behind coach prime himself or besides coach prime himself so i kind of stayed away from those type of questions just because nobody could give me a direct answer that hurts i can't imagine that that is exactly what you want to hear from your biggest target, your most important target, uh, because Jordan Seaton, while he's not going to fix every problem across the offensive line, I talked I talked about him last week, I think it was. I said he's a building block of the program. You get him, you attract other guys. You get him, you attract other top offensive linemen. You get him, your offensive line improves, and Shadur Sanders is better protected. And Shadur Sanders is at or near the top of every statistical category with a bad offensive line. So imagine what he could do with a good offensive line. And so for a top rank recruit like that to say, uh, nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, nobody wants to talk about it. They don't have the answers. Only coach prime has the answers that shows that there is something going on in Boulder right now. There is a problem in the building. We don't know what the problem is. We may not learn what the problem is until people leave, but it's a problem nonetheless. And I think this could hurt Colorado's chances with Jordan Seaton. Um, hope, hopefully for their sake, it doesn't, but, uh, let's just take a look at what he has scheduled. Um, he's the number 16 player in the country, uh, number one offensive tackle. 
He already took a trip to Colorado, already took a trip to Florida. He has trips to Ohio State and Tennessee scheduled for this month. Um, he also took a trip to Bama. And so it's like, ah, why would you do that? I think this this decision was one that Coach Prime could have just kept to the vest and like, you know what, we're just gonna ride Sean Lewis out to the end of the end of the year, regardless of what happened. I don't care if it's a pride thing. I don't care if Sean Lewis was like, you're the dumbest coach in the the land. I don't care what Sean Lewis says. Make everything seem like it's perfect in-house. So that way, when people look from the outside in, they're like, oh, everything's fine. And then when changes are made, it's like, ah, everything's fine. It just didn't work out. That's okay. But now Jordan Seaton has a few weeks and other schools to see to where he could be like, uh, I think we have a problem here. And so if this is the difference between Colorado getting Jordan Cena and not Jordan getting Jordan Cena, that will go down as a major blunder for Coach Prime and his whole handling of this situation because, again, it wasn't necessary, I think, unless something crazy happened. But obviously nothing crazy enough happened if Sean Lewis was still on staff, still signaling the plays. Like they, There was enough mutual respect to keep him for the game. So why not just let him call the plays and let him continue to do things and figure things out? Uh, because I think... This may have cost Colorado. Uh, We'll see when it comes down to it because I think Seton's committing in December. But this could be a moment we look back on and be like, yeah, that was the difference between Colorado landing the best offensive tackle in the country and then them having to go back to the portal and try that whole song and dance again where it's like, oh, well, this guy was backup at Alabama, but he was really good in high school as a left tackle. And so maybe he'll be good at Colorado. Uh, Because like I said, you're not getting – the best offense linemen in the country aren't transferring. That's just how it is. And so the trenches are not a position to be played with. And I think coach prime is learning that. And I think this could be a major issue moving forward. Uh, This could honestly derail the coach prime experience. I think if he's not able to get quality offense alignment, this team will struggle. This program will struggle. We saw it with Willie Taggart at Florida state. And it's kind of one of those things where like, if you can't build an, a solid offensive line, you have no chance of winning. Name me one team that had a, a less, at least, like I feel like even with an above average offensive line, you could win games. So name me one that had a below average offensive line that's just out there dominating. There isn't one because that's not possible. That's not a thing that isn't like a, oh, our quarterback is just so good. He could win us games. Shadur Sanders has been so good and Colorado has only won four games. That's not recipe for that's not a recipe for success. And Jordan Seaton's recruitment just got a whole lot more interesting with those comments made. Of course, this episode of Locked On Buffs is also brought to you by our sponsors over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. You get to see exactly what you're looking for in that seat so if you want close seats or you want a certain angle and you're like "Ah, i don't know what it's going to look like game time gives you that ability they have lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection and job loss protection with and they have zone deals you could pick the game time pick you could pick the section excuse me game time picks the seats for an average of 18 percent savings and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase to take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Again, create an account and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E. 
EGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay, it is time to talk about changes in Colorado, changes in the program, changes just what they need to do to win these next couple games. Because obviously, I think a bowl game is still possible. I think it's not a it's not a lock anymore. I think had they won that Stanford game, I, I would I would bet my life savings that they could win the remaining of five games or six games, whatever it was at that point, to win uh, to make it to a bowl game. And now it's like uh, I don't feel as confident saying that Colorado is going to win six games. I still think my prediction prior to the year of six and six was accurate, but. As each day goes by, Arizona continues to grow as a favorite. They are now 11-point favorites. They started as 9, then they went to 10, and now they're 11 at Colorado's place. Uh, this Arizona team is completely different. They have no feet at quarterback, and I think he's a game-changer. I think everybody will learn that um, quickly. And I also think their defense has done well, and I think that's kind of been a big um, issue for them as of late or prior to that when they weren't doing well. What needs to change for Colorado? Well, for one, you have to – and this isn't me saying that they need to run the ball a lot, but you need to run the ball when the game is close. Uh, I think if the more you run the ball, the more you use the play action, it could help Shadur Sanders. Uh, I disagree with certain people that are saying they should run the ball at all times uh, because lately, um, mostly and outside of their outside of the Stanford game, which they ended up blowing the lead anyway, they've been behind in the USC game, the Oregon game, Arizona State had them on the ropes. Uh, UCLA had them down and Oregon state had them down. So there's not a time to run the ball when you're down by 15, 20 points. Like that just doesn't make sense. But if you use the run and play action early, maybe that can help. So that'd be a change. I make. Uh, defensively, I don't really know what the proper change is, but I feel like they need to be, to get better in coverage. So, uh, there was a specific play. It was a Marion Cooper. Uh, from my understanding, I, I forgot who was calling the game, but they said he took his eyes off of a, or he was he had his eyes in the wrong place and got beat in his zone. Uh, I think we need a little more man coverage. Just trot him out there. Get Cormani McLean out there. I think Cormani McLean uh, should at least be, I want to say thrown into the fire, but he's proven in short spurts that he could be good. So why not just give him a chance with Travis Hunter out there? I think it could be worth the risk. And at the end of the day, even if he doesn't do well, you're getting him great experience. And so get Cormani in there, run the ball a little better. And then, I think they need to get more vertical on offense. Uh, a lot of East and West stuff. And I, it's like, it's, it's fine. I guess like you're, you're allowing for your guys to make big plays, but we've just haven't seen the big plays on these East and West calls. And it's like, uh, go get vertical, take a shot every once in a while. Stop waiting until the second half to take a shot. Shadur Sanders is a more than capable quarterback. He has a big arm. Let someone go deep. Let Jimmy Horn go deep and figure out a way to get him the ball downfield. I don't know if it's a, like they're obviously they're not going to throw it just to throw it, but figure out a way to get those looks. Cause I feel like when Colorado can't take those shots, that's when their offense is limited. And when their offense is limited, then they struggle and then the defense struggles and then they lose the game. And it's a whole thing. Um, and then another change, we need a change in mentality in Boulder. Uh, it feels a little bit of like the sky is falling and realistically they've exceeded expectations. They could still make a bowl game and they have winnable games ahead of them. So Get that mindset right. Get start thinking of not oh will we win. Start start thinking we are going to win. And I think a mindset adjustment for Colorado is a huge thing. And I think there's just been too many off the field distractions as of late, um, mostly self inflicted. 
that have kind of taken the focus away from the, the task at hand. And so I think with Arizona coming in, into town, it's just not um, it's just not working out right now. And so I hope they make those changes. And I think if they do make those changes, it could be a very, very um, positive week for them because I think Arizona is a, a, be a beatable team. You have to play well because obviously they're the hottest team in college football, I would say, but they are a beatable team. You just have to play well and you kind of have to match them score for score. And so Colorado can match them score for score like they had been in years prior and games prior. They should be okay. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Bus. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. We're nearing 4,000, so let's get there. I appreciate you guys' support and comments every single day. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I will see you guys tomorrow.